If you will now, let's turn to the book of Luke chapter 1, and I am going to begin reading uh, in verse number 30. Luke chapter 1, most of you, all of you, I'm sure, are familiar with this particular passage of Scripture. And the angel said unto her, speaking to Mary, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which thou which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of Man. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. Verse 37, for with God nothing shall be impossible. I want you to say that with me. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Say it again. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Mark chapter 10 and verse number 24. Mark chapter 10 and verse number 24. Picking up in the middle of a a conversation between Jesus and a rich young ruler who had come inquiring about salvation. And this was the Lord's response to this rich man who went away sorrowfully, by the way, because he had great riches. I think it would probably have been more aptly that the riches had him, and that was the problem. But listen to what Jesus said in verse 24 of that 10th chapter. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and saith unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? I want to use these two passages of Scripture and I want to talk to you for just a little while this morning about when you need a miracle. When you need a miracle. And everybody said, Amen. Everybody got your needle? Keep it handy. God bless you. You may be seated. <clears throat> Certainly this is 
a time when there are a lot of emotions that are flowing in our nation, the senseless killings of children, not only that, but the many other horrible things that seem to continue to happen in our world on a daily basis. But in the midst of all of the chaos of our world right now, I am reminded of some things, and I want to remind you of them. I am reminded again this morning, first of all, of the miracle of Christmas. I am reminded of the miracle of Christmas. I am reminded that God works in mysterious ways his wonders to perform. I am reminded that you cannot read the drama of his birth of his coming without feeling a sense of wonder at all that God did. The birth of Jesus reminds all of us that God can do the impossible. That God doesn't need our help. He doesn't need our assistance. We are reminded that God's answers oftentimes come in unexpected ways and shapes and sizes. Nonetheless, God is able to do whatever he wills to do. And somebody said amen. There are no doubt times when all of us find ourselves repeating the words of Mary. How can this be? How can this be? How can the situation that we are facing be resolved? Or how can the problem that we're dealing with be solved? How can the uncertainty of the moment be turned into a, a sense of certainty? Our text reminds us that God specializes in the impossible. And I want to say that to you all this morning that God specializes in the impossible. Say that with me. God specializes in the impossible. The impossible are the thing that God does best. And when God gets ready to do something, He doesn't need me. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need a government he doesn't need a program. He doesn't need assistance. He doesn't need a doctor. He doesn't need a lawyer. He doesn't need a bank. He doesn't need financial aid or assistance. When God gets ready to do something, He doesn't need my help. He can do it all by Himself. He can take a virgin a young lady who had never known a man and produced the Christ child because that was his will and his divine purpose. And somebody said amen. Not only that, but our text in Mark reminds us again that God can take those things that are impossible and work them out. I'm sure that you've heard this passage of Scripture before about the needle and the eye of the needle. And I've read it, I've heard it preached that it was a small opening on the side of the gate that would allow passage in and out of the city. But 
I've done research recently and I've discovered that there is no historical evidence of any such place or any such opening beside any gate in the cities around Jerusalem and in Israel. That the fact is that most likely he was in truth referring to the same kind of needle that you have in your possession right now. And that what he was speaking to some stunned and astonished disciples who were trying to figure out who can be saved. Here is a young man, and we get lost in the riches aspect of it, but here is a young man who's done everything from his youth up that a person could do to follow the Lord as he understood him. And yet now he stands before the Lord and the Lord said, okay, go sell what you have and give it to the poor and come and follow me. And he went away sorrowfully because he had great riches. And then the disciples turned in astonishment because in their mind, if this man couldn't be saved, who could be saved? And that's when the Lord began to talk to them about the threading of a needle. And the fact is that with man, one word that is used that is often confused with camel is the word that we get rope from. So it could possibly be that he was talking to them about the impossibility of taking a rope and putting it through the eye of a needle that with man that is impossible but with God nothing shall be impossible. What it simply means is that you and I may not be able to do it but God knows how to thread the needle in our life. He knows how to thread the needle in our life. God's answer to them was, with man it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. We are reminded in our text that man can't, but God can We are reminded that though we may not be able to make it work, God can. That though we may not be able to understand, our limitations are not His limitation. And He holds all power in His hand. And my friend, you hear me this morning, God still knows how to thread the needle in your life. He knows how to take the impossible and make it work for your good. He knows how to take those things that are not and make them so. And somebody said, yes. Yes, he can. No matter how difficult they may seem, God knows how. Amen. Say that with me. God knows how. God knows how. Our needs are not beyond the possibility of his great power. God is not sick, He is not old, He is not feeble, He is not weary, He is not deaf, He is not out of date, nor is He dead. He is alive and well in 2012, and however chaotic our world might be, God still knows how to thread the needle in our lives. He knows how to take those things that are impossible and bring them to pass. He still has the healing balm of Gilead. His kitchen is still full of bread from heaven. 
He still has the ample wind to blow on your Red Sea and part it if it needs to be parted. He still has hidden manna to feed me by. He still has coffers that are full and treasure house that is rich. He still has ample arrows to fight my battle. He is still on the throne. His presence still fills the universe. He still has 10,000 of 10,000 angels. God knows how. Everybody say God knows how. I don't know what your need is this morning and I don't know what your problem is, but there are none of our problems and none of our needs that are beyond the possibility of the great God that I am talking about this morning. Our God is a God of the impossible. And you and I need to be reminded of that over and over and over. Whatever need you have, it is in the capacity of the one I preach about today to do it and do it well. I come to remind Greater Life Church this morning that when you run short, He still has an ample supply. There are some things that are impossible with man. Some things in your life and in my life are going to need supernatural power for them to be done. But I've come to tell you that He still has that supernatural power to do the impossible. God can when you and I cannot. And somebody said, Amen. God knows. I come to remind you that you may not have enough, but He has more than enough. To an old man and an old woman... He gave a promise of a son. And Genesis chapter 18 verse 13, And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? And God said, Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son to a weary leader by the name of Moses who was struggling with the impossibility of taking care of millions of people in a desert. God said in Numbers 11, And the Lord said unto Moses, Is the Lord's hand waxed short? Thou shalt see now whether my words shall come to pass unto thee or not. To a stunned and staggered Job, Job 42, And God, or Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understood not things too wonderful for me which I knew not. To a frightened psalmist in Psalm 62, trust not in oppression because not they... Not vain or be, become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. God hath spoken. Twice have I heard this, that power belongeth unto God. To a sad and disheartened preacher by the name of Jeremiah, this is what God said. Ah, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm. And there is nothing too hard for thee. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? 
to amaze disciples who stood and looked at a withered fig tree. Jesus said unto them in Matthew 17, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And Mark 9, Jesus said unto them, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to them that believe. To the New Testament believers in Rome, Paul wrote these words. Speaking of Abraham, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able to perform. I come to tell somebody this morning that God still knows how to thread the needle. He still knows how to make it work out. He still knows how to bring things together. He still knows how to do it. Hallelujah. To a, from a Roman prison, Paul wrote encouraging words to the Philippians when he said, but my God, everybody say, but my God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. The same God that I read about in the scripture is the one that we have been singing to and praying to and worshiping this morning. And he's still alive and well. Elisha's God is here today. Elijah's God is here today. Moses' God is here today. David's God is here today. Daniel's God is here today. Joshua's God is here today. Paul's God is here in this place today. He still does the impossible. Whatever your needle might be, God knows how to thread it. Whatever it is. Whatever you're struggling with. Whatever you're seeking. Whatever you're praying about. I want you to get that needle and hold it up right now. God knows how to thread that. He, he knows how to thread that. He knows how to take the loaves and fishes and multiply them to meet the need in your life. He knows how to stand at the open sepulcher of a dead friend and speak the words, Lazarus, come forth. And here Lazarus comes hobbling out of the grave. And Jesus said, cut him loose and let him go. He knows how to speak to the storm and say, peace be still. And there come a calm. I'm telling you, church, God still knows how to do it. And if you need a miracle, God is still in the miracle working business. He knows how to do it. He does. He knows how to help you. He knows how to save you. He knows how to deliver you. He knows how to heal you. He knows how to strengthen you. He knows how to solve your problems. He knows how to give you peace. Hallelujah. He can thread the needle. God can do anything. There's no soul he can't save and there's no save that he can't keep. There's no battle he can't win and no problem he can't solve. There's no question he can't answer. There's no obstacle he can't overcome. There's no sin he can't forgive. There's no broken heart he can't heal. There's no load he can't lift. There is no wound he cannot help you recover from. The same God 
who without aid of an architect, an interior designer, mud, brick, mortar, or anything else, was able to, to hang a universe on nothing with billions of stars and a sun that would warm the earth that is in a perfect place. He gave trees their leaves and fruit their flavor and animals their uniqueness and the sun its brightness and the rainbow its colors. He made man with millions of cells and hundreds of veins and arteries and bones and muscles that all work together in harmony. If he could do all of that, don't tell me he can't thread your needle. Don't tell me he can't take care of your need. Don't tell me God doesn't have an answer to your problem. God knows how to do it. Hallelujah. The questions of life baffle us, but not Him. The greatness of our problems perplex us, but not Him. The truth is, God has already threaded the needle in our lives many times over. He threaded the needle when He saved you. Think about it. What are the chances of you being saved? But God knew how to thread the needle. He threaded the needle when He cared for you all these years and kept His hand As a matter of fact, you're looking at a preacher that is only here as a threaded needle this morning. When I look around at my life, it's not because of my skill. It's not because of my cunning or ability or my wisdom. It's because one day God reached down into a haystack. And he pulled out that needle that was my life. And he started making it work. He put things together. He orchestrated my life. So that now I stand before you this morning and remind you that God still knows how to do it. When I look back over my life, I wonder how in the world did I make it. I made it because God knows how. He knows how to take care. He knows how to see me through. He knows how to provide. He knows how to help me when I need it the most. When you need a miracle in your life and you need the threat, the needle threaded, God knows how to do it. God is never too busy to do those things. You see, faith in God is not just believing God can do what you ask, but it is choosing to believe that God will do what you ask. God is able. Somebody say that with me. God is able. For those of you that are bored, I'm coming to a close. But for those of you that have a needle in your life that needs to be threaded, let me just close with this. In his book called Science Speaks, scientist by the name of Pete Stoner, put that map of Texas up, applies the modern science of probability to just eight prophecies regarding Christ. The probability of eight prophecies concerning Christ. He says that the chance of any man fulfilling all eight prophecies that are given of him in the Old Testament would be one in ten to the 17th power Now, for all of you that are great mathematicians, you know, but for weak-minded people like me, that is one in a hundred with three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen zeros behind it. That is one hundred quadrillion 
Now, for you and I to understand this, he said it would be equivalent to taking that number of silver dollars and filling up the map of Texas, not just that map, but the the entire square mile of Texas. He said you could fill up the entire state of Texas two foot deep with silver dollars and then blindfold a man, mark one of those silver dollars, put it somewhere in the state of Texas, blindfold a man and tell him you can go anywhere you want to go, drive as far but I want you to stop and pick up that marked silver dollar. He said that's the probability of any one man fulfilling eight prophecies. And he said even if it was the same author, which it is not, but if it was the same author, that would be the improbability. What are you saying? I'm just trying to remind you he still knows how to thread the needle. And he proved that to us when he came as just a little baby. It didn't look like much. But you need to be careful you don't overlook the day of small things. Because God knows how. He knows how to take our impossibilities. He knows how to take our pain. He knows how to take our problems. He knows how to take our hurts and work them out. He knows how to take those things that you're struggling with right now that you don't have answers to. And help you find the answer. The songwriter said, where do I go when the storms of life are raging? Where do I go when there's nobody else to go to? Who do I talk to when nobody wants to listen? Who do I lean on when there's no foundation stable? I go to the rock. I know He's able. I go to the rock. Where do you go when the storms of life threaten? And who do you turn to when the winds of sorrow blow? Is there a refuge in time of tribulation? I go to the rock. I go to the rock. I know he's able. I go Folks, I don't know what your impossibility is this morning, but if you need a miracle, God still knows how. He still knows how. As a matter of fact, some of you are threaded needles right now. You're only here because God has kept His hand on you. So what are you worried about what's before you right now? Just realize God still knows how to thread it. He still knows how to make it work. He still knows how to put the pieces together. He still knows how to make things make sense that have no sense to them. God can take the most broken and bring it back together. Where do I go? I go to the rock. I go to the rock. When the earth all around me is sinking sand, on Christ the solid rock I stand. When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock. Hallelujah. Anybody here this morning need a miracle? Do you need a miracle? If you need a miracle, I want you to stand and hold your needle up. Say, God, I need your help. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to make it work. 
But your preacher and your word remind me this morning that you still know how. Say it with me. God still knows how. He still knows how. I'm going to put it on my mirror. I'm going to keep it on the dash of my vehicle so that every time I look at it, I'm reminded God knows how. It may be impossible with you. It may seem improbable. It may seem like that it will never come to pass, but you just remember in God's time, God knows how to thread it. God knows how to make it work. He knows how to bring it all to pass. Cover the state of Texas in silver dollars two foot deep. Find that one marked coin and you find the miracle of the birth of Christ. It's impossible. It's impossible. But God specializes in those things called i tell you what I want you to do this morning. I want you to bring your needle, which represents your problem, your need, your situation. And I want you to bring it to the altar with me this morning. Will you do that right now? Come on, let's go to the rock. I know is able. I go to the rock. Praise God. Oh, thank you, God, for your power. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Will I go to that rock? Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Oh, where do I run to? Ah, yes. Oh, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Who do I lean on? Oh, Lord. When there's no foundation stable, I go to the rock. I know he is able, I go to the rock. Oh yes, I go to the rock of my salvation. I go to the stone that the builders rejected. I run to the mountain and the mountain stands by me. When the earth all around me is sinking sand, on Christ the solid rock I stand. When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock. Oh, yes, I go to the rock of my salvation. I run to the stone that the builder rejects. Run to the mountain and the mountain stands by me. When the earth all around me is sinking sand, oh, Christ the solid rock I I go to the rock. Say it with me. Where do I go when there's nobody else to turn to? Who do I talk to when nobody wants to listen? Who do I lean on when there's no one else to lean on? Go to the needle-threading God. That's who you go to. You go to the one who does impossible things. Oh, yes, I run to it. Oh, yes, I run to the mountain. And the mountain stands by me. With the earth all around me, a sinking sand. On Christ the solid rock I stand. When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock. 
Where do I go? Say it with me. Where do I go? When the storms of life are threatening. Come on, say it. Where do I turn to? Where do I turn to? When the winds of sorrow blow. If there's a refuge in the time of tribulation, the only place I'm going to find it is in the rock. Because God knows. He knows how. Say it with me. God knows how. God knows how to work it out. God knows how to heal the hurt. God knows how to unravel the mystery. God knows how to make sense of the most crazy, idiotic stuff in the world. God knows how. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, God can still do it. Oh, yes, God can still do it. He still got the stuff. He still got the power. Oh, yes. Yes, he does. Turn to somebody else and tell them God can. When nobody else can. Man can't, but God can. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, when I need a shelter. When I need a friend. Oh, yes. Ah, yes, oh, yes. The run to the mount. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Then the run all around. On Christ the solid rock I stand. When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I go to the rock. Let's praise Him together right now, everybody. Oh, I bless your name, Lord. I bless your name.